We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again on On the Road with Mickey. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And Sophie, I want to say right off, thank you for the opening jingle. That was so cool. I really like it. I really like it, and I hope everyone else does, too. But even if they don't, I do. That's all that matters, right? Yep, <laughs> Just kidding. pretty much. <laughs> so much. on this episode of On the Road with Mickey, this is episode number two. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about our trip coming up at Walt Disney World. As well we're as going... the fast passes that we'll be making. Yeah, we're going to talk about our fast passes. And we're going to talk about some of the things that are going on during our trip. Um, and some of the things that we want to see and also want to mention um, some of the dining reservations that we have that we've never had before so Mm -hmm. that'll be fun and then of course we're going to have our this day in disney history segment and our disney who's who character so are we ready yes i'd say we are all right let's get going then so just a little background info Uh, We are going to Walt Disney World during Sophie's spring break at college, which will be the dates of March 15th through the 21st, and we are so excited about it. It's uh, coming up quick, and because it's coming up quick, we're almost 60 days out, and when you get to 60 days out, that means that it's time to schedule our Fast Passes, and the reason we're doing that is uh, to try and get the most out of our tickets and the most out of our park days by um, by being able to to skip some of the, the long standby lines that we expect during that time. Because it's spring break, there's going to be a lot of people, um, a lot of people visiting during spring break. So the crowd calendar um, is showing levels of 8, 9, and 10 out of 10 for that week for those days, depending mm-hmm. on the park. So the the key for for me anyway is to maximize your planning so that you can get as much out of it as you can but also keep in mind that because it's busy you're going to want to take it easy as well you know yeah okay so so sophie let me ask you what are some of your must do fast pass selections well Back at the Halloween party, which is when we last went to Disney, we were walking around in Frontierland, and I saw something that I never thought would be possible. I saw Splash Mountain with a five-minute line, and I was like, what? (laughs) But sadly, I was in costume, so I could not allow myself to go on that ride neither would Jagan. she was with me and she did not want me ruining the makeup she worked so hard on yeah so i have to say that one of my must do fast passes would be splash mountain of course okay and in march just just so everyone knows i've been i've been following along and in march the temperatures will get into upper 70s during the day and in the mid 50s at night so um so that might be warm enough to be able to still do splash mountain without feeling like you're gonna freeze to death afterwards i'd say that's perfect okay um so splash mountain you got any more magic kingdom you want to hit on well 
why don't we ask you, because maybe there are some that we agree on, what are you, some of your must-do fast passes? Well, one of the absolute must-dos for me is Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. Absolutely must-do it, got to do it. Um, it is bar none, I think, probably one of my top five rides at Disney now. Yeah, so. I can understand that a lot. It, it's beautiful. It's, it's fun. Awesome. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. So Seven Dwarfs Mind Train is is on my list. Okay. And, and on Mommy's list, I would think, would also be um, Space Mountain. Definitely. Definitely. Well, then, that's the Magic Kingdom. What about Epcot? Are there... Do they have Fast Passes at Epcot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they okay. have Fast Passes. Um, Just so. Yeah, so there's a, a few differences. At the Magic Kingdom, they are you can pick your three and you can pick from the entire list. But at Epcot and Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, they have a tiered system. So there are some that are in the top tier and then some that are in the second tier. So in the top tier, you can only pick one from that group. Yeah. And then for the second tier, you pick the other two. And at Epcot, the top tier are um, Frozen, the Frozen ride that used to be Maelstrom, Soren, definitely, definitely, Test Track, yep, and I think um, I could be wrong on this, but I think that the fireworks show is now which is now epcot forever it used to be illuminations um mm-hmm. i think the fireworks show is also a top tier but uh, i wouldn't recommend using that we don't we don't usually do that for ourselves so um of those that i talked about which one do you think um is one we should pick up on well it depends on what i'm on how my mind is working like when you mentioned Soren and I wasn't thinking it all the way through I would have immediately chosen Soren we have to do that one for a fast pass but now that I give it a little bit more thought I think that test track is better a better choice for our top tier fast pass because Soren's line queue is actually very very interesting and the test track one well, it's not always open because of the rain, so I think that it's best to have a fast pass for that one so that you're at a, less, a lesser risk of getting caught in the rain and forcing the ride to close down. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a good idea. Um, the, um, the only concern I have with that is if, if there is a weather event where they have to stop test track, then your fast pass will be not not valid um, mm. I, and i don't think they would give um an extension of it i don't think they're able to i could be wrong on that though so that's something to keep in mind but um it, whichever one we go with on that the, i don't think that's a problem because if we get there early enough i think we'll be able to do um standby for one of them and get in right at about half an hour because um it's early in the day and no one people tend to come to the parks later that's true so that's just something to keep in mind there and then use the other with your fast pass you know Mm -hmm. and do you know the weather days for the day that we'll be going to epcot um i i don't know you know it's too early to know whether or not it's going to rain but the, Uh. the temperature range for all of those is um is in that 70s and 50s range so gotcha well what are your fast pass choices of the top tier well i think soren would probably be my choice um and you know it's funny because i didn't used to like soren i was it was weird i felt like i felt very um um at very risk. much like I was going to fall, you know, because of the movie and everything. That's but, true. But now it's like one of my favorites. So, mm-hmm. so I, I, I would say Soren is probably, I like it better than Test Track. 
and I think it's more popular in a test track. So um, based on scheduling fast passes for clients, I think you can typically get test track fast passes a little bit later and later on, uh-huh. um, bef- you know, before they before they run out. But I might be wrong on that. Um, and, and I like Frozen. You know, that was nice, but I don't, it's not like something that I've got to have, you know, for that first pat, that first tier. So, yeah, because I'm not a little girl, therefore, yeah, it's not a requirement for us. Sure. And granted, I do miss Maelstrom, but Frozen is nice. Yeah. And it's a lot like Maelstrom was, you know. Yeah, it's the same track. Same sort of track and everything. Yeah, just a different, different theming to it. But yeah. But anyway, so but I miss Maelstrom too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So for the second tier fast passes, we've got um, things like Journey to Journey to Imagination. We got Finding Nemo ride. Mm-hmm. We've got um. We've now got we got Spaceship Earth. Mm-hmm. And you've got Mission Space. And let's see here. Is there any others? There's a few others that I'm forgetting. But there's not a whole lot. And that's why um, when it comes... Oh, there's Living with the Land Boat Ride. Oh, yeah. Um, But because there's not as many ride rides at Epcot and the other parks, that's why they've put in this tier. Because they didn't want people picking... Test track Soren and Frozen and for their three because there's no way, you know, they would run out and not everybody would get to to pick yeah. one, you know? Yeah. So so that's why they did it, because there aren't as many rides. Over at Magic Kingdom, there's like thirty-four or thirty some rides that you can make a fast pass on. And yeah. so there's so many that you don't have to necessarily say, Well, these are your tops and these aren't. But um mm-hmm. So from the second list, what would you say would be the ones you're you're looking at? Well, as you know, one of my favorite rides at Epcot has to be the ride in the Mexico Pavilion. But we oh, both yeah. already know that the line for that one, it doesn't usually get too long. So no, it doesn't. doesn't require yeah. a fast pass. Yeah. Um, me, if I had, well... I have to say that it's something between living with the land because that one is an amazing ride and I love it. And the line can get kind of long on that one. But I also really enjoy Mission Space. Mm -hmm. And part of me is almost tempted to try the orange section this time around. Really? Really. We don't... We don't do the orange section normally. No. We always go with the green one exactly. because the orange section is at risk of making you nauseous. It is. Um, and like you said, I, we've never done the orange. Yeah. So, I so. mean, if you want to do the green, by all means, I won't hinder you from doing that. But I kind of want to try the orange. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll 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 think about that one. But either way, Mission Space is a is a lot of fun to do. And and then of um, course there's Spaceship Earth because we don't know how long that one will be around for since. Well. Yeah. Yeah, because Spaceship Earth is going to be closing as part of the big renovation at Epcot that's coming up. So. Um, so it will be closing. Let me see if I can find the date. Sometime in May, I think. Hang on. Let's see here. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's see here. I mean, I understand that they say it's because Spaceship Earth is out of date. But is it entirely out of date? Well, yeah. Um, I think part of it is that it needs some updating. 
but also I think it's also about um, about getting ready for for the um, big anniversary at Epcot. You know, it's that's true. So I think that's part of it. Mm. But I don't see a date. So okay, so I don't see a date on when it's closing. So I will. We'll just have to see if we can find that and report back on that later in another episode. Okay. So, um, so I would, but you know, one thing that's that's not always thought about is the fact that, you know, in the beginning of the day, Spaceship Earth can be really busy because everyone is the first thing people see because the majority of them come in right through the main entrance. That's um, true. But later on in the day, it's often not very, busy. not very busy, you know. So you can almost just walk right on. So do you really need a fast pass for it? No, not really. Depending on what time of day you're going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the other, but the flip side of it is that there's a lot of, um, you know, the for the second tier rides, things like, um journey into imagination and so forth those those rides are almost walk all, on. almost all walk on because they just don't have the thrill attraction i think for a lot of people that things like you know obviously soren and test track do yeah. so so it almost feels like you know you could pick any of them and they're all going to be a just a short wait time and almost not needed a fast pass for but you know with this trip coming up and and with it being spring break that really does lead us to whether or not it's um we should still do a fast pass for something we got to make sure we do all three of our fast passes just because i think the crowds in those lines at ones that aren't traditionally busy will be longer than we're used to seeing so yeah because isn't the average crowd meter about like five or six when we go in the summer um yeah or six or seven or something like that and Mm -hmm. so so this time we're going to be doing a lot more but you know what in addition to fast passes at epcot we have some other things going on at epcot too do you want to you want to go into a little bit on what's going on elsewhere? Yeah, yeah let's go into that. On okay, March 4th begins the Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot, which mm-hmm. is beautiful, might I add. I think I've seen a tiny bit of it. I know I saw the Food and Wine Festival, but yeah. I've personally, I cannot wait to see the Flower and Garden Festival because I really like flowers and I think they're very pretty. I tried to garden once. It didn't go so well, but oh well. <laughs> well, we saw um, the after the Flower and Garden Festival had ended, a lot of the topiaries they set up are still kept in place. Um, and so we were there early June one for one trip years back. And so we saw, um, we saw Mater and we saw Lightning McQueen right out in the middle Right where your first entrance, the oh, first yeah. enter into World Showcase, and so, so I have pictures of them from that, and there's some of the others, you know, that were around World Showcase. We were able to see some of those topiaries, but we've never experienced it during the time it's actually going on. So mm-hmm. that'll be a lot of fun to, to kind of get an idea on, on what that's all about, and to, to talk back, report back about that, you know. Yes, and, and on um, top of that. There is also a series of Garden Rocks concerts, mm-hmm. and on March 17th, my parents and I are interested in Starship, because Starship is going to be performing at Epcot for the Garden Rocks concert series. Yep, exactly. The um, Starship will actually be there March 17th through the 19th, mm. but we are slated to be at Epcot on March 17th. So we're excited to to see that. And for those of you that don't know who Starship is, there's a song called "We Built This City," and I it's love about this city. Yeah, 
<laughs> we built this city on rock and roll is the is pretty much the, the lyrics to it. <laughs> and it's catchy too because the Muppets sing it, so you know it has to be catchy. Yeah, um, but because of that, we're kind of interested in in hearing that, and we've never been to one of these little concert series events. They are held at the pavilion or in the amphitheater at the American Adventure Pavilion. So there it's held in, in World Showcase and the concert times for the for this if you're in in need of, of wanting to look into it, the concert times I think are 5:30, 6:45 and 8 p.m. And it's like a little half hour show, so it's not a, a huge time commitment, but it, I think it'll be a lot of fun just to kind of take one in and see what it's about. And um, even if you're not there for the show itself, all you need to do is walk on past it and you can hear them playing from outside exactly. the theater. Exactly. Really good. Yeah. So so that's that's something that's on our radar for, for Epcot while we're there. Um and you know it's just it's just kind of neat. So, on our fast passes, we're gonna look at either Test Track or Soren, mm-hmm. or Tier One, um, Mission Space definitely. Definitely. Um, and I think you're right with going with Living with the Land because that one can get a bit of a line. Um, yeah. And and so I think that one is is kind of neat. And of course, we'll we're gonna be eating. On the on the seventeenth, we're eating at the Garden Grill, which is one of our favorite restaurants. So it that, is. that one, as it revolves around, you'll be able to see the different scenes from the show, from the the ride. So well, hopefully so that'll be. Hopefully, it's revolving around because there have been times when it hasn't. True, but generally speaking, it it almost always is revolving around. True. So, it, it's rare, I think, when it's not. But um, but anyway, so that's our fast passes for Epcot. So, looking over at Animal Kingdom. Yes, we'll Animal go. Kingdom, because Pandora's there. Exactly. Hmm? So, what are your fast passes for Animal Kingdom, Sophie? Well, going off of the tier list, I'm going to take a guess and say that Expedition Everest is a first tier. No, I think it's not. Oh. I think it's second tier because actually, yeah, I know it's second tier because the only two that are first tier at Animal Kingdom are um, Avatar Flight of Passage and the Navi River Journey. Those mm-hmm. are first tier. And okay. so you can pick one or the other, but not both. Hmm. Well, Daddy, if you had to choose between the two of them, which which fast pass would you prefer? Definitely Flight of Passage. Flight yeah. of Passage is so much more popular than Navi River Journey. So it is much more um, about making use of that fast pass. Um, we can That's ride, true. we can get there early and probably do a standby line for Flight of Passage and Maybe. then do also do standby for. Navi River, and then have a flight a flight of passage fast pass for later in the day. So, so well, that's probably what I would recommend. There's a possibility that we could do a sp- standby because staying on property. Do we have the ability to get into Animal Kingdom earlier than usual? We do on the days that um, that they have extra magic hours in the morning. For that park and I don't remember The list of the actual Times for that So I'll report back on Another episode On the park hours That we're looking at for the days we're going But you're absolutely right When you're an on property guest You get access to the extra magic Hours and that was a good point To to ask about Um, And we're staying at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort which we've stayed at before when we first stayed on property at Disney the first two years, which was 2007 and 2008, we stayed at Coronado Springs Resort and we liked it, liked Mm -hmm. it a lot. So, so this will be the first time we've stayed there since then as a family. But you see, daddy, the reason I asked was because I remember 
The last time I went on Flight of Passage, it was when Jagan was with us. And by the time we reached Pandora, because we went, I think, first thing in the morning, there was already a massive line. And the only reason we got on as quickly as we did was because I made a mistake in thinking that Jagan was way up ahead in the line, way more than I thought she was. So that's the only reason we got on half as fast as we did, because they were trying to make sure that our party stayed together. Yeah, I understand that. And that was that was um that was unfortunate um from that regard, but it was also good good skills by the cast members to keep you guys together. Now yes. mommy and I um got in the line later and so we, we stayed in the standby line. But even though it was um when we first got in line it was way back by the entrance to Festival of the Lion King. But even with that, it was still a fast-moving line, and I don't think we were in line but maybe 35, 40 minutes. It was not a long line at all compared to what we had always been hearing, which they had been hearing reporting like four or five-hour wait line wait times, which is wow crazy. Because so, it so felt right, like we were... It felt yeah. like we were waiting like two hours for you guys to get done. Yeah, but it wasn't that long to it didn't feel that long to us. So, mm. but anyway, that's you know then and this is now. So, so we'll yeah. shoot for flight of passage, fast pass. Yes. And then um, we've got to do expedition Everest. Definitely, definitely, and then we still have one more animal animal kingdom, don't we? Yes, we do. So let's see. Flight of Passage, Expedition Everest. Hmm. There's a lot of options here. Yes. We've got Kilimanjaro Safaris. Ooh, those are good. We've got Cali River Rapids. That's also good. We've um, We've got Festival of the Lion King. Mm-hmm. We've got Finding Nemo the Musical. And we've got Dinosaur. Absolutely not. <laughs> and we've got um, we've got Primeval Whirl. Yeah. And we've got um, it's tough to be a bug, which I don't choose to to do. No. <laughs> um, and there might be a couple others also, but for me, I would say we'll pick our flight of passage. We'll pick Expedition Everest, and I would recommend Cal. Uh, Kilimanjaro safaris. I think yeah. that'd be good for all three of us. I think so, that's a good choice too. Yeah, I think Cali River Rapids is really good, but I think it's more suited for summer uh, for when summer. it's blazing yeah. hot. Right. So, I think that's a good list of what we've got. Okay. For Animal Kingdom. And then, last but not least, there is Hollywood Studios. Yeah, and which is definitely a, the one I'm most excited for. Yeah, um, so with Hollywood Studios, we've got a lot of new additions to the park. We've got, of yeah. course, we've got Galaxy's Edge. Everyone's yes. talking about Galaxy's Edge, and I'm we've really also, jealous that one of my friends got to go before me. Well, that's okay, Zach. It's okay. He can, he can do that, and we're gonna have fun when we go. So, yeah. Um, but also, we've got Toy Story Land. It's been open for a while now, but it's still new for a lot of us. You know, there people haven't been, so they may not know what Toy Story Land is all about. So, so there's things like that um, that we've got, and we've got a new attraction opening up on March 4th. So just before we get there, we've got a new attraction coming up. And what is it, Sophie? It's a ride. I'm sure a lot of you know about the old movie ride. Well, oh, the great that, movie ride. yeah. Oh yes, great movie ride. Well, that one has been renovated into this attraction called Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It opens on March 4th, and it is the first Disney attraction to feature Mickey and Minnie in a ride. That's right. Absolutely is, which is amazing. And it sounds really cool, and I'm really excited yes. to try it out. 
I don't know if it'll have fast pass availability or not, but I hope it will because otherwise that line is going to be up to the entrances. I'm sure. Yeah, it could be. It may not, but it could be. But um, that'll definitely be something that we're interested in experiencing. So, um, so and in addition to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, we'll have um, in Toy Story Land we've got. Um, Slinky Dog Dash. Yes. And we've got, of course, Toy Story Mania. And we've got um, Alien Spinning Saucers. Mm-hmm. And then um, we've also got, of course, at Galaxy's Edge, we've got Smuggler's Run, which is the yes. Millennium Falcon Run or ride. And we've also got um, Rise of the Resistance, which is, from everything I've heard, people are saying that that attraction is bar none one of the best attractions in like decades at disney Mm -hmm. so it's got a really high bar but the the galaxy edge galaxy's edge attractions you can't get a fast pass for those do not have fast pass availability just yet they will later on but right now they do not Yes. So, so that's just something to keep in mind that we need to um, we need to do things a little different here at Hollywood Studios. Yes. So if I were, well, actually we are going. So personally, the plan of action that I want to take regarding Galaxy's Edge is I want to go straight to the well, straight to the entrance. And what we need to do is we need to get a boarding pass in order to enter into the galaxy's edge yeah it's boarding pass or landing zone i can't remember exactly what it's called i think it's both i i I can't remember there's an official name but it's not a big deal but um but yeah so what you do when you get there when you first get there a boarding group Uh. um when you first get to the to the park you can't do this beforehand and you have to have everyone there as part of your group your whole group has to be there so like if you and mommy were were coming later you couldn't just send me ahead to get it for all three of us you have to everyone has to be there but when you get to the park you load the my disney experience app on your phone and when you do that and when it recognizes that you're at the park you're then able to request a boarding group and the boarding groups um they they count up from one to some number and i don't know what that number is and whatever however it's first come first serve so how whatever time you get there that dictates what boarding group you get into and um and when your boarding group is getting ready to be allowed access to galaxy's edge then you will get a notification on your phone that says it's time to to redeem your boarding group and you go to the you go to galaxy's edge and redeem your boarding group and then you get access to the entire land so while we're waiting for our boarding group time that will be the time when we will be able to do some of these other things like like um Slinky Dog Dash and hopefully Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway or something like that. Um, yes. And some of the others. And, and of course, we've still got our good old standby fast passes that are that are not part of the top tier. And those are um, things like Tower of Terror, right? And what oh, other yeah. ones? What other ones do you remember? I remember Tower of Terror and uh, the Backlot Studio Tour. Backlot Studio Tour is not there anymore. Oh. But um, but one of the ones that's right next to the Tower of Terror is Rock and Roller Coaster. You can go on that as many times as you like, Daddy. <laughs> and that one, if you don't want to use a fast pass, you can go in under single rider line, and so you you might get split up from your group, and you all get put in with with people you don't know necessarily. But you can get in and out a lot quicker from that. Yeah. Isn't um, there a single rider line for the Tower of Terror as well? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. Um, and then, of course, across the street from that is also 
Um, there's the theater for Beauty and the Beast live on stage. True. And um, and Fantasmic is near there as well. The the oh, yeah. amphitheater for Fantasmic is near there. Mm-hmm. So so there's a lot of um, a lot of big ones, and then there's also some that aren't as aren't as popular for us anymore. That's not quite our our thing anymore but well i mean um, muppet and vision will always be a classic yeah yeah and that's true that is one that we could look at picking um but we don't we don't really get into the disney junior stuff anymore and we don't we're not really ones that gotta go see under the under the sea the the voyage of the little mermaid and all that so yeah but i do miss animation academy that was good yeah yeah they took it away yeah but anyway you know but they they actually and that reminds me thank you for mentioning animation academy because they did take it away from hollywood studios but they have put it in place um slightly different oh but they have put it in place over animal kingdom and i can't remember what it's called it's character experience or something like that but it's yeah it's over where um rafiki's planet watch yeah over at rafiki's planet watch when they closed it they've reopened it and they um and that's over there now so so that'll be something we'll we'll need to to take in when we're at animal kingdom definitely definitely it's not a fast pass attraction it's you just, I think you just go and, and show up. I don't think it has a fast pass aspect. Yeah. To it. Okay. So also at Hollywood Studios, we have a dining reservation that we've never done before. Yes, it was kind of my idea because I really like Italian, and mm-hmm. I've wanted to try this, but unfortunately, the last time that we had an opportunity to do dining reservations. We were going with a friend of mine and she is gluten-free. She has an allergy to gluten, she has celiac. So Italian was kind of out of the picture. Yeah, for sure. But hey, the restaurant at the Japan Pavilion was pretty good. Yes, it it certainly was. But um, over here, what's the name of the restaurant, Sophie? The restaurant's name is Mama Mel Roses, not Mama Mel Rosas. I I made that mistake. Mama Mel Rose. And what are yeah. we gonna What are we gonna do in conjunction with that? Well, the thing about Mama Mel Roses is that we have it set up so that we also have the ability to go see Fantasmic with. I want to say special seating in the amphitheater thanks Correct. to the dinner reservation. Correct. So we have an early dinner reservation and we tied it with our Fantasmic. Um, it's called the Fantasmic Dining Package, but it's still only one table service credit because we're on we're going to be doing the Disney dining plan. So it's still only one table service credit and we'll get a preferred seating um like a token for us to to turn in for Fantasmic for that night, and it's for the I think the first show of Fantasmic, um, which I think in March there might only be one show, but sometimes there are multiple shows. Um, for example, um, when we're at Animal Kingdom, we also have a dinner reservation for Tusker House. At the Rivers of Light. And that one is tied with Rivers of Light, which none of us have seen before. And, you know, it gets kind of a bad rap. I think some people like it, and some people are like, it's just no good. Um, but we've never seen it, so we're going to explore it and see what we think of it, you know? And we'll report yeah. back whether it's worth doing or not. Um, and so for that one, I think that one is the first show of Rivers of Light. So, um so for that, we will um, get another token like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and, you know, there's also a couple other dining reservations that we've never done before. And why don't you talk about them a little bit? Well, on top of the Contemporary Resort, which is a Magic Kingdom resort, mm-hmm. it's right next to the parks. On its roof, there is a reservation restaurant called the California Grill. 
Yes. And the special thing about the California grill is not only does it have a tiny bit of a dress code, but it also invites all of its guests to come back to view the fireworks that take place over the Magic Kingdom from the roof of the Contemporary Resort. You don't have to stay there because we're not staying at the Contemporary Resort. All you have to do is have a reservation for that day. doesn't matter when, and then you're welcome to come back. Exactly. And so um, you mentioned the, the dress code at California Grill. This is a signature restaurant, and it's a relaxed dress code. It's by no means like suits and ties and things like that. Yeah. It's like... Uh, for the for the guys, it'll be like khaki shorts, I mean khaki pants or dress shorts, and, and you know jeans if they're if they're nice, but but not like you know tank tops and flip flops and stuff like that. And for the women, no, um, just showing up in your bathing suit and expecting to get seated, and and no um, no like bathing suit cover ups and things like that. That's yeah. just, you know just. No booty recognize, Yeah, just recognize that you are, um, that you're there, and it's a it's a higher class establishment because it's a signature restaurant and it's on top of the contemporary resort. So, um, so just pick up on that and just think about it when you're when you're um, going there to eat, you know, it's, and, it, and from what I understand, we've never eaten there before. So from what I understand, it's, it's kind of relaxed in how they enforce it. So yeah. we'll see, but, um, but we're going to, we're going to make sure that we're dressed appropriately. So, yes. and then the yeah. other, the other dining reservation we've never eaten at that we're going to try out is the Rosen crown. And that's over in the UK pavilion at Epcot in the world showcase. And um, it's it's just something we've never done before. We've because there's so many great restaurants at Epcot that um, that we just have never done it before. So so we're gonna take it in and we're gonna have a a nice dinner there and we'll see what we think of it and we'll report back to all of you on what we thought of it. So, yes. So that'll be cool. And um, Rosen Crown has recently. Um, somewhat recently expanded their dining. So um, they actually have some seating that's right by World Showcase Lagoon. And so if you're there at the right time, you might be able to stay and see um, the Epcot Forever fireworks show right from your seat. Um, and I, who knows if we'll be able to do that or not for us, but we'll see. So. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll just let you know. There are okay. so many great restaurants at Epcot. That's one reason why I like it so much. All the food. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons I like it a lot too. So, um, so what else is there? You know, is there anything else we need to talk about for specifically for our trip? No, I cannot think of anything else regarding fast passes and new dining plans. Okay. Well, coming up in just a little bit, we'll be back with our This Day in Disney History segment. So stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. Thank you for having me, Daddy, since Uh so many of you prefer me to call him (laughs) Daddy. (laughs) It's it's fine either way. Uh, Thank you for being on with me today, Sophie. Yes, thank you. All right, talk to you soon. See ya. Welcome back, everyone. We are ready to talk about this day in Disney history. Now, Sophie, this is your segment. What day are we looking at today? Well, I hope you guys like Disney princesses because today is pretty much the start of it all. In 1938... Snow White and the Seven Dwarves aired for the first time in New York City. A little backstory for you guys, because we're Disney nerds and we like to give details. The Disney company was at risk of going bankrupt. I know, crazy, right? Disney, bankrupt? It doesn't make any sense. They needed something to pull them out of the grave that they were virtually in. Enter! Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It was a last-ditch effort, and they put in everything they had. 
This movie was one of the first animated productions to include anatomically proportionate characters, and in order to create her complexion, the animators used real makeup for Snow White's face. Their work and time dedicated to the movie paid off and then some. Today, if you look at the main building of the Walt Disney Animation Studios, you'll see seven dwarves acting as support pillows, pillars for the structure, symbolizing how the company's legacy was built on the miraculous success of the movie. But if you don't like Snow White, first off, what? How can you possibly not like Snow White? She's the <laughs> first Disney princess. She's the youngest Disney princess. She's only 14, but she was seven in the original fairy tale. She's the richest Disney princess. I'm not kidding. Her net worth is $1.2 billion. Believe me, I checked. And she's the only Disney princess to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And it was put there in on June 28th. 1987. She even got Walt Disney awarded a custom Oscar award, which involved one regular-sized Oscar and seven miniature-sized Oscars trailing behind it by Shirley Temple, no less. Everybody likes Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple's adorable. <laughs> Still don't care? Fine. Hopefully you like pirates. No, because I think they care. <laughs> Still... Today, in 1977, January 13th, the actor who plays Will Turner and Legolas Greenleaf from The Lord of the Rings, but mainly Will Turner, Orlando Bloom, was born. Yes, I know that makes him 43 today. Sorry to all the girls around my age whose dreams I just crushed. No, it's nothing personal. It's just that actors should not be that cute when they look when they're really so old. Tell oh, me. He boy. Tell me he doesn't look 30. Tell me he does not look 30 at the least. Or most. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> he looks 30. <laughs> okay. So, anything else for us today, Sophie? Well, he also has a son, but that son is only nine, so that also rules out that. Okay. All right, so that was Sophie with This Day in Disney History. Well, now that we've talked about the real people and real events, why don't we move on to the Disney character of the week? Daddy? All right. Well, today we are going to look at none other than the fabulous Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse is nothing if not a fashion icon. Although she usually appears in her trademark red and white polka dot dress and bow with yellow shoes, she has been seen in over 200 different outfits. Minnie is incredibly sweet and good-hearted. However, she has been known to lose her temper at times, especially at Mickey's forgetfulness. Minnie is also a hopeless romantic. Aside, she shows off when talking about longtime sweetheart Mickey, a fiercely loyal friend and a wonderful pet owner to her little kitten, Figaro. Her best girl pal is Daisy Duck. That's Mommy's favorite character. Indeed. The two friends love to spend time together shopping and talking about Donald and Mickey. Now, I got a few bits of did you know of my own for, for Minnie Mouse. Did you know that Minnie's full name is Minerva? I did know that. Awesome. Did you know that Minnie's catchphrase is Yoo-Hoo? Yoo-Hoo! Yoo-Hoo! Yeah, more like that than mine. Did you know that Minnie's cat, Figaro, is the same cat who appears in Pinocchio? Wait, really? I thought they changed the name. Not according to the to my book. Hmm. And lastly, did you know that Minnie's parents are farmers? I did know that, but you mainly did? because I read that book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I've got. 
Uh, I think Minnie Mouse is an excellent addition for our who's who in Disney characters from A to Z. So yes. tell me, who do you want to see on our in our reference in our this day in Disney history and in our who's who character choices? You know, you can let us know. We actually have two means that you can contact us. We have email address at info at on the road with mickey.com you can send us an email you can also give us a phone call um our phone call is our phone number it's a voicemail box only and it is 919-799-8390 so you can reach us at 919-799-8390 or by email at info at on the road with Mickey.com. So that wraps up today's show. I want to thank Sophie for being my co-host as always. Yes. And for thank all you. of the fun that we had. And I look forward to talking with all of you next week. Next week, we are going to focus on some more great Disney information for you. More of it related to our trip coming up in March, as well as a few other facts and figures. So, we until also next plan, time. We also mm-hmm. plan on having a guest speaker next week. Yeah, we do. So, we're going to talk also a little bit about um, on-property versus off-property. Yes. And what are the pros and cons for both? Mm-hmm. So, Because we've so. never stayed off-property except for one time a very long time ago, I think. Yes, yes. So... So we'll have some more information on that for you all. Until then, have a great week, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, everybody. That just about does it for us today. Just a reminder that On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations. Pixie Vacations by Mike is your source for all your travel needs. Reach out to us at mike at pixievacations.com. And thanks again for for listening. Also, technical support is provided by Tech Solutions NC. If you have any computer troubles, you can reach out to Tech Solutions at Mike at TechSolutionsNC.com. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>